0: Today, I want to speak a little bit about the entire household. The entire household. I believe God cares about the entire household. The entire household. I'm speaking today because I believe that there's going to be a tremendous blessing for people's households. I'm talking about you, your family, your children, your children's children are going to be blessed. I'm speaking that right now over SCC. I'm telling you, I know that there's been some rocky situations, rocky relationships, but I'm telling you right now by the authority of God's word and the power that's in the name of Jesus, it does not have to be like that always. It, it, relationships can be restored. Husbands and wives can be restored. Relations, hallelujah. God can bring things back together again. I'm telling you, God cares about how, I don't care how far your children are away. I don't care how far they're backslidden. I'm telling you, God is able to restore. God's able to turn around. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how ugly the situation is. I'm telling you, God is a restore. I don't care how far your mommy and daddy is. I don't care how far your children are. I don't care how ugly the situation is. God is able to restore. Because he cares about households. He cares about households. And I want to talk today about the entire household. Hallelujah. I know it's the will of God. Amen. I thank the Lord that my mother and father have the testimony that all of their children live for the Lord. They have the testimony that all of us are in ministry. They have the testimony that our children are now growing up in the church. They have a generational testimony. I thank the Lord for that. But I'm telling you, God is no respecter person. I said he's no respecter person. Amen. I want to talk today about entire households. We're going to let the Bible talk to us, okay? But here's the key. Let's start in Acts chapter 2, verse number 17. Here is the scripture verse that must be in the DNA of SCC. This scripture verse must be in our DNA, all right? And it shall come to pass in the last days. How many know that we are in the last hours of the last day? Amen. The last days started once Jesus ascended. We are in the last days, saith God. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Here it is. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. We need to release a spirit of the prophetic in this church. We need to speak over our sons and our daughters. We need to speak over our families. And there needs to be a prophetic voice among them. I don't care if they're 14, 15, or if you're 55. We need a prophetic voice in this church. We need people that have visions, that have dreams, that can see what God is doing in the spirit and begin to, begin to speak those things prophetically and know that God is able to turn things around. All right? If we're going to be an apostolic acts church, then we must have sons and daughters that prophesy. I I, 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 I want to get down to the nitty-gritty here. I want those young teenagers that's back there in that youth room right now to get a hold of the fire of the Holy Ghost where they begin to pray, when they begin to see visions, and they begin to say, God is getting ready to do this, and God is getting ready to turn this around. Amen. The Bible says that our sons and our daughters should prophesy. You see that? And I believe that there is a prophetic spirit resting upon many people that are here today. I believe that. And I want to release that in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe God is giving people visions and dreams, and I want to release that in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want to bind the spirit that is trying to tell you that your vision is false, that your dream will never come to pass. I want to bind that spirit. Matter of fact, I want to release your voice that when something moves upon you and God gives you a vision or you have a dream, that you begin to share that vision and dream. That you call up your pastor, that you send me a text, that you do something and say, Pastor, the Lord dealt with me today. The Lord showed me this today. This is what I'm feeling today. I want you to start releasing that. Because I'm telling you right now, SCC, there's going to start being services where the power of God is falling in here. And God's going to move upon some people in here. And God's going to give you a word to share with the people. Hallelujah. God's going to give you words. And I know some of you already been feeling it, but you don't think it's for you to say anything because you haven't been released in the Holy Ghost. Well, I'm releasing it in the Holy Ghost right now because, devil, you had our mouth for far too long. It's time to be released in the Spirit. All right? Amen. And it's going to be done in decency and in order. You're not going to run up here and grab some microphone and say, the Lord said, no, I'm a... up. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have done that, praise God. No, Lord didn't tell you that. Uh Uh-uh. It's going to be done in decency and in order. You're going to come and say, Pastor, I feel something. Pastor, I, I, I feel led of the Lord. And, Pastor, this is what's going on. And then we're going to have the humility to where I can say, okay, we're going to share that now or we're going to share it later. Because if it's God's word, God's word is forever. It's eternal. That means it's effective right now. It's going to be effective tomorrow. All right. Good. That's got to be released. It's got to be released. Hallelujah. I, I can't even get off this verse. It's, it's got to be released. It's got to be released. Are we an apostolic church or not? Then we need prophetic words. We need a spirit of prophecy in here. We need visions and dreams to go forth. I know God's dealing with people in here. I know he's giving you visions. I know you have dreams. We've got to release it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got to release it. And I'm speaking that. That has to be in the DNA of us, okay? It has to be in our DNA. It must be. In order for us to go to where we want to go, This is where we want it to be, and I want you to speak it in your household. I just need at least 9 out of 10 of you to agree to that. I'm telling you, if you can just get that in your spirit right now, I need you to go home and just say, Lord, I speak it over my children. Lord, I speak it in my household, my children's children. Speak it. Because I know God's dealing with many of you at night. I know God is dealing with you. I know he's putting things in your spirit. I know he is. And some of the things that he's putting in you, is just not for you. It's for the body. All right? It's for the body. And we're going to release that. And we're going to do it in decency and we're going to do it in order. And it's going to be ordained of God. Amen? It's going to be ordained of God. So, Let's, let's speak of this, all right? Let's talk about this because we want our sons and daughters. They shall prophesy, the Bible says. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Help me, Lord, to see those visions. I want to stay young. Yes. Yes, Acts chapter number 16, starting at verse number 9. Follow me, follow me, follow me. We're talking about the household. God cares about the household. He cares about the household. I feel this today. It says, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Hold on. What appeared to Paul? A vision. A vision. A vision. All right? God's going to give some folks visions. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. This is going to happen to some people. God's going to start giving you visions where people are going to need assistance and help, and God's going to put you in the right place at the right time to speak to the right people. The Bible speaks, and let's go to drop down to verse number 13 with me, okay? And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the woman which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. The Bible says, and when she was baptized and her household, hallelujah, she was baptized and her household, she besought us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come where? into my house and abide there. And she constrained us because it's the will of God, not just for Lydia to receive the gospel, but for her entire household to receive the gospel. I want you to notice something here that because she started believing, she was able to influence her entire household to become believers. See that? It started with one that believed, but her whole household had to believe in order for the whole household to be baptized. Okay? So because she had a willingness, the Bible says it plainly, she had an open heart. Her heart was open to the Lord. That she was attending to the things which Paul was speaking about. She was baptized, her entire household was baptized, but she also wanted more. Later in Acts chapter number 16, you can drop down to verse number 25. This is when Paul and Silas are thrown into prison for rebuking the devil out of a lady who brought great profit to her masters by the Bible calls it Sooth, saying. Sooth saying, if you don't understand that, is simply it's like a modern-day oracle or a fortune teller, uh, and so she brought her masters much gain from this fortune telling, and so the Bible says that here they are in prison, and the Bible says, and at midnight Paul and Silas began to pray and sing praises unto God. The prisoners heard them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in, and came trembling, and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved. Now, let's, let's, let's break this down a little bit, what Paul says unto them. And they said, that means Paul and Silas spoke, and they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Now, I want us to listen to this very closely, because the Scripture says that they asked them a question. What must I do to be saved? Paul and Silas replied by saying, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to be saved and your household is going to be saved. Now, for those that are here today, or for those that are watching, wherever you are, if you have been taught that all you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved, I want us to think about what was said here. Paul said, if you believe, not only will your belief bring you salvation, but it will bring salvation to your entire household. So, if we think that all we have to do is just believe for us to be saved, this scripture then is saying that the people in our household don't even have to believe. Oh boy, that went over some of your heads. The scripture then, if we say that all you have to do is just believe to be saved, You better read what comes after it because they take this one scripture verse and then they say that's all you have to do is just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Paul said. Yes, that is the first step. You got to believe that Jesus is the Christ. If you don't believe that Jesus is the Christ, you'll never take the next steps. So you can't stop at believing. Do, 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 do Do you see the craziness that I can pull out of that verse? You see that? All right? So it doesn't stop there. They had to first believe. They had to first believe. But now, let's, let's turn this over. Let's, let's, let's flip this on the other side of the coin. This also shows us the power of one believer in their whole household. You see that? Just like Lydia, she believed and she brought salvation to her entire household. Paul was saying, if you can believe, you can bring salvation to your entire household. Not only will you be saved, but your entire household will be saved because God cares about households. He just doesn't want to stop at the one person that believes. He just starts there, and then it just filters onto the rest of the household. It's the power of having a believing Christian in the household. And it even shows the power of a man in the household. Shows the power of a believing man in the household as well. And so the scripture says in verse number 31, And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Then verse number 32 says, And they spake unto him the word of the Lord. So now they begin to preach unto him. They begin to expound unto him, no doubt, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if you believe on Jesus Christ, you must believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right? You must believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it says, And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. (laughs) Everybody that was there, they all heard the word of the Lord. Why? They had to all hear the word of the Lord in order for them to believe as well. Because his belief, the jailer's belief couldn't save them. My belief only cannot save my family. However, it can bring salvation to my family. Do I need to rewind and play that again? All right? He brought salvation to the household, but it couldn't save them. They had to make a decision for themselves. It's our job to bring salvation to the household, all right? We bring it to it. We bring them the gospel of Jesus Christ because when he said the word of the Lord, the Bible says, and all that were in his house, and he took them the same hour of the night after they heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, they acted upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says they washed the stripes and was baptized who was baptized he and the whole household was the whole household was straightway straightway the bible says in verse number 34 and when he had brought them into his house he sat meat before them and rejoiced believing in god with all his everybody because god cares about the entire household He cares about your entire household, church. I'm going to say that again. He cares about your entire household. It is the will of God for your entire household to be saved. It is His will for the entire household to be saved. The scripture also highlights the importance of once you believe, now you must act on what you believe. Notice the importance that Paul and Silas put on baptism, that they did it immediately. They didn't wait till the next day. They didn't wait to say, well, let's wait till the sun comes up. They didn't care how dark it was. Remember, it's midnight. It's dark outside. I don't know where they got baptized at. If it was outside, if it was in a bathtub somewhere, if they had that. I I don't know where but it, it don't it don't take much to know that somebody went underneath the water I don't need to see nothing I just need to feel where's your body at <laughs> just he'll come back up he'll come on back up yeah. I shouldn't do that because there was actually a video out there where someone actually did baptize somebody like that. <laughs> they just threw him in there. It was terrible it was terrible yeah he, he was, true story yeah. I baptize you in Jesus name he just He threw him, and then he stepped back. (laughs) I said, "Man, this is this is not a good look. This is not a good look." All right. So I mean, he did it immediately. So when we preach the gospel, my family and friends, we must preach the entire gospel. We must believe, and then we must believe something about Jesus. We must obey the gospel. We must believe on him, as Jesus said, as the scripture has said. Okay? So once we believe, once we hear the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, then we obey the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's why Paul said, now that you've heard it, you and your household, now let's act upon it. Now that you've heard it, do you believe it? Because if you believe it, now we can act upon it. But before they can act upon it, they had to believe that Jesus was the Christ. That's why Paul said, and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy household. So if you believe in this, not only will you have salvation, but now you can bring salvation to your entire house. And they said, I, Come on, come on, come on, come to my house then. Come tell everybody, come tell my entire family. Come on, right now. He washed their stripes, he brought them into the house. Paul and Silas began to preach the gospel unto them. I'm telling you, folks, God is getting ready to do some great things in some households in this church. Hallelujah. God's get, oh, we ought to roast the Lord just for a moment. I'm telling you. God's getting ready to do some powerful things in some households. I'm telling you. And, 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 now, let me expound. Let me expound. When I'm talking about your household, I know many people here just looking at the audience, uh, your children may not be living with you, but they are still considered in the household. They are a part of your family. So I don't care if they live miles away. I'm telling you, I don't care whether you are. God is getting ready to do some incredible things for your household. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. I hope your faith is grabbing hold to what I'm preaching today. I hope your faith is grabbing hold to it. Because God cares about the household. He cares about it. Bring salvation to the house. Bring it to the house. Bring it to the house. And, and, And what I love about it is, is that once the word was heard, once they were baptized, they wanted more. We got any new converts in here that, you know, you've been baptized and filled with God's spirit, you're like, hey, I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more, I, I want more of this, I want more of this. It's, it's, it's amazing that when you have uh, people that have recently received revelation uh, in Jesus' name, baptism, revelation that there's only one Lord, one faith and one baptism, uh, that, that I've been uh, been taught all my life, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, even though that's not even Scripture, but you found out that Jesus is all those in the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him, that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, that the Holy Ghost was poured out from the Lord. and. You, you, you realize, and you know, the, uh, you no. Know, someone, I was talking to somebody, I said, well, I'm not Jesus only, I'm Jesus everything, you know. Yeah. I'm Jesus everything, oh. amen. Yeah. Whatsoever you do in word or in deed, we do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. So when I say Jesus, I'm not leaving out the Father. That is the name of the Father. Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. See, when you have that revelation that you don't have to pray to the Father one thing and pray to Jesus another thing and, oh, I forgot about you, Holy Spirit. No, but I can call on the name of Jesus. And in that name, it has all power in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Y'all got to calm down, okay? I didn't bring my towel up here because I... I wasn't going to get myself worked up. It's okay, brother. It's okay. Trust me, they're used to sweat coming all down my face. Trust me. Right. See, when you have that revelation, that understanding, you can, you can go a, a, a two-week revival. Because you just want more church and more church and more church and more church. You just want to learn more and more and more while folks that's been around forever saying, oh, my Lord, Another revival. Yes, we know Jesus. I know who Jesus is, but you got people that's hungry. I'm telling you, you ought to be so hungry that it will affect your household. So don't lose the fire. Don't lose that fervent spirit. Don't, don't lose that, all right, because we're affecting our household. Hallelujah. I'm still excited that I know who Jesus is. Because I can be lost. I can be misguided. Right? I'm so glad that someone took me aside and showed me a more excellent way. <gasps> <laughs> <gasps> Amen. That's right. And So, so, it's, so it's, it's important uh, that we understand that and see that and we never lose that. Where am I at? Acts chapter number 18. Come on, I'm going to wrap this up very quickly. Acts chapter number 18. Starting at verse number 5. All right. You see all these examples of the whole household, right? The whole household. Acts 18. And when Silas and Timotheus, who was Timothy, were come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. That Jesus was, see, that's where it all starts. You have to believe that Jesus is the Christ. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, your blood be upon your own heads. Jews, you don't want to listen. You don't want to accept this. Then I'm going to move on. He says, I am clean. From henceforth, I'm going to the Gentiles. The Bible says, and he departed this and entered into a certain man's what? Come on in my house. Somebody ought to say, come on in my house. I'll receive the gospel in my house. Somebody else wants to reject it, I'll receive it in my house. Pastor, they don't want to listen to you. Come on, come on in my house. Teach a Bible study in my house. Teach a Bible study in my neighborhood. Somebody go listen. Amen. He said he came into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshiped God. Look at this. And Whose house? you see this? His entire household household, excuse me, joined hard to the synagogue. So the husband just didn't come. The entire family came to church. You see that? The entire family came. They joined hard to the synagogue. They was there throughout the week. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hearing, they believed. But, and they were what? They believed and they were baptized. Do you see the confirmation that the scripture is giving us over and over that once you believe, now you must act on that belief? Church, don't ever let a spirit come upon you that all we have to do is just believe. Believing is just the beginning of your journey. Then once you believe that Jesus is Lord... Once you believe that Jesus is Lord, now you have to act on that belief. You see that? They believed and were baptized. Who was baptized, though? The entire household. (laughs) The entire household was baptized. Everyone was baptized. Everyone became a believer. So the Bible says, Corinthians, hearing, believing, and were baptized. Verse number 9, then spake the Lord to Paul in the night, how? By a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in this city." We ought to receive that in the name of Jesus. There are much people in this city. And if God is dealing with you, if God is speaking to you, I'm telling you, you better release it. You better go tell them. You better go share it because there are households that are waiting on the gospel to be presented to them. I want to tell you something that God showed me a long time ago. There are many households in this city that are waiting on an apostolic voice to introduce to them the full gospel of Jesus Christ. There are people that are attending non-apostolic churches all over the city that are going back home praying, Lord, there's got to be more. Lord, there's got to be more. Lord, send me somebody that will show me a more perfect way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you. There's got to be. Because there is. Whoo, glory. Man, the time is going fast. <laughs> Don't look at y'all watches, okay? Give, give me a few more minutes. Give me a few more minutes. All right? I'm t- there's households waiting. And they're in your neighborhood. They're in your neighborhood. They're in your neighborhood. God, direct me. God, give me visions. Lord, show me dreams. Lord, show me, show me, direct me to that person. Direct me to those individuals. Because it takes, I'm going to get to Acts 18. It takes both sides. Okay? Uh, It takes both sides. Remember, when God was dealing with Cornelius, who else was he dealing with? Come on, talk to, there it is. He was also dealing with Peter. Right? He was dealing with Cornelius who was fasting. He was fasting saying there's got to be more. He was fasting for his entire family. He's been fasting for four days, but he also had to deal with Peter. So while he's dealing with people in the world, he also has to be dealing with somebody from the church. While he was dealing with Paul on the way to Damascus, who else was he dealing with in the church? Ananias. So it takes both ways. God's dealing with people out there, but he's got to touch our heart. Right? So that appointed time for when we come together, we can share the good news of Jesus Christ. I know that you're a believer. I know that you are your entire household. Now let me share the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm off my high horse. The Bible says that. He said, I'm done with you. And he departed. Verse number 7. Thence and entered into a certain man's house, named Justus, one that worshipped God, who, who whose house joined hard to the synagogue. And Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Christians, hearing, believed and were baptized. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision, "Be not afraid, but speak, the, uh, speak, but speak, and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in the city." And then, if we go to Acts chapter number nineteen, I'm gonna end here. Starting at verse number 1. How many believe that Paul preached and taught the same gospel everywhere he went? Amen. All right. If you're taking notes, you need to write that down. And I'm going to show you why. Paul preached the same gospel everywhere he went. That means he didn't water it down for anybody. Okay. If it took, if it took you to have salvation one place, then it's going to take you, it's the same salvation every, everywhere. So he didn't say, okay, all you guys have to do is just believe. Okay, you guys over here, you got to believe and be baptized. Okay, you guys over here, no, it's the same gospel across the board to everyone. All right? Okay, good. Because that's going to help you to educate people when every scripture we have read has one of them mentioned anything about the Holy Ghost. None. Thank you. None of them, right? But we believe you must be born again of water and of spirit. Why do we believe that? Because Jesus said it. That's why we believe it, because Jesus said it in John chapter 3, verse number 5. Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again of water and of spirit in order to enter into the kingdom of God. But now one scripture here, verse, when Paul is preaching, it says nothing about them receiving the Holy Ghost. It only mentions baptism. Well, turn then the page to the next chapter in Acts chapter number 19. Because Paul preaches the same thing everywhere. Just because it's not mentioned certain places, that doesn't mean it did not take place. If we believe that Paul preached the same gospel everywhere. All right. So it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, certain believers. He said unto them, hey, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Hallelujah. So when you're teaching Bible studies and you're talking to people or even educating yourself, just keep on reading, please. Right? So when people say, well, it doesn't say anything about the Holy Ghost. Well, let's just go to the next chapter because Paul was preaching the same gospel everywhere. And so he came across some people that he assumed were baptized. He assumed that they were believers because if they were believers, they would have been baptized. Notice he says, he didn't say, have you received the Holy Ghost since you've been baptized? He says, since you believe, because he's just assuming if you believe, you've been baptized. Since you believe, they said, we ain't never heard of this Holy Ghost. (laughs) We never heard of the Holy Ghost. So then he says, well, how was you baptized then? You see that? That's why he assumed that they were already baptized. You get it? Because if you believe, you're going to be baptized. If you say you're a believer, you're going to obey the gospel and be baptized. If you haven't been baptized, then I dare say you're not a believer. According to Scripture. Okay? So he says then, you never heard of the Holy Ghost. Well, how was you baptized? They said unto John's baptism, what was John's baptism? The baptism of repentance. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is who? Christ Jesus. So now that they've received greater revelation, now that they already believed, but their believing was only to a certain point of understanding, and now here comes Paul to give them greater understanding. The Bible says when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because when you believe, you're going to be baptized according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right? And Jesus said in Luke 24, 47, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in my name among all nations. Says when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul said, well, we're not done yet. Because I got to get back to the first question I asked you. The first question, the, the reason why I approached you, I wanted to know, have you received the Holy Ghost yet? I was assuming that you was baptized. But now that we've got that out the way, and now that you've been baptized the right way, You've been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now it's time to receive the Holy Ghost because this is the same gospel that I've been preaching all over the rest of the world. The Bible says, and when he had laid hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them. How did they know the Holy Ghost came upon them? And they spake with tongues and began to what? Prophesy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because when God pours out his spirit, our sons and daughters shall prophesy. I'm telling you, church, we need a prophetic spirit to fall in this church. In the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, when we adopt actions. Chapter 2, verse number 17, when we begin to walk in the spirit, we begin to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Bible says this is what's coming to SCC. This is what I'm believing for. I've been talking and praying and telling this church that we're going to have great miracles. Notable miracles are going to take place. I'm telling you, notable miracles are going to take place. Why? Because it happened here. So why should I read a word and not believe in that word? I want all of what the Lord has for us. I I, I don't want to just stop at a certain point. I want all. I want notable miracles. I want people going back to the doctor saying, it's not there anymore. I want people receiving doctor reports saying, it's gone. I want people receiving x-rays saying, it's straight. I want people receiving notable miracles. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I want people walking out this church saying, I I, I don't even like the taste of cigarettes anymore. I drank on the way here, but I'm sober on the way home. Notable miracles. I didn't have to go through an an AA program. I didn't have to go through a certain program, but God took the taste out of my mouth. I'm talking about a notable miracle. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I sure hope I'm the right pastor for this church, because I, I this is I, my, my heart is full with this. I can't get by it. I, I can't move past it. All right, and God wants to do it for the entire household. Hallelujah. Ah. Uh, Uh, I've got too much. (laughs) Let's stand to our feet. Come on, let's just worship the Lord. Uh, Come on, let's just worship. Let's worship. Let's worship in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let's lift our hands and our voices. Come on, let's cry unto the Lord. Do you receive this? Do you receive the word tonight? The entire household is gonna be blessed. The entire household is gonna receive salvation. The entire household is gonna be baptized. The entire household is gonna be filled with his spirit. The entire household, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Now, I don't have time to teach the rest of this. I I may pick this back up next Wednesday or whenever I can, but I was going to dive into the spirit of Jezebel. I I, I may have to, we may have to pick up here. Because if we're going to operate We're going to operate in the Holy Ghost. We're going to operate under the unction of the Holy Ghost. we got to rebuke the spirit of Jezebel. I don't have the time tonight. I I want to get you home and, and, and get you some rest. But we're going to talk about that spirit. All right? Because we need to understand that spirit, first of all. We need to understand it, and then once we understand it, we can come against it. And there's a spirit of Jezebel that is trying to choke he is it, it, it's, 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 it's trying to bind the voices of God's people. That's what Jezebel did. She had all the prophets of God killed. And that's what the spirit of Jezebel will do. It will try to shut your mouth. It will try to kill the prophetic voice. Ooh, I don't have the time. I don't have the, I, I'll jump into it. I'm telling you, we're we going to jump into it because the devil's a liar. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is getting ready to be unleashed upon the people of God in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's take another minute. Let's just magnify the Lord.